Allah says, فَوَيْلٌ So, woe. The word wail is from the root letters, wow, ya lam. And wail is destruction. It's a word of threat that there is promised punishment for such and such. It is also said that the word wail is a certain place in hellfire. So, wailun لِلَّذِينَ يَكْتُبُونَ الْكِتَابَ For those people who write the book. يَكْتُبُونَ from كَافْتَابَ كَتَبَ يَكْتُبُ is to write. So they write the book بِأَيْدِيهِمْ with their hands. And aidi is the plural of the word yad. Right? It's the plural of the word yad. So they write the book with their hands. ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ And when they write it, they say, هَذَا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ This is from Allah. Meaning they invent parts of the religion, they write it as if it was a scripture, and then they tell the ignorant folk that this is from God. This is what the word of God says. What do we learn here? How they changed the book of God. And why would they do that? لِيَشْتَرُوا بِهِ So that they would take by it ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا A petty price. Yashtaru from Shin Raya to purchase. They take by this lying what? Samanan Qalila, a small price, a small value, meaning some worldly benefit. Okay? Some worldly benefit. Like for example, you see many times it happens that a person will do something that is not permissible in the law, in the religious law. So now they know they're in trouble. But they don't want to be in trouble. And they want to get around it. So what do they need? They need somebody to tell them, you're okay. Right? They need somebody to tell them, you're okay. So who would that somebody be? A religious authority. So many times when a person amongst them would do something wrong, and he would be punishable, or he would be going against the law, he would go to a religious authority, and what would that religious authority figure do? Write a fatwa for them, for example. That yes, the book says, you're fine, you're okay. They literally change the word of God to please people or to get some benefit out of them. You know, once somebody shared with me a fatwa that they were given with regards to their deceased father. Okay, their father passed away and she said that he did not pray salah. He was a Muslim, but he wouldn't really pray regularly. So they were informed that for every salah that the father missed, they have to give a certain amount of money. Okay? A certain amount of money, they have to give as penalty. So given that he lived for, what, 60 some years maybe? How many days is that? How many salahs is that? How much money is that? It was in the hundreds and thousands. Now, is that found anywhere in the Quran and Sunnah? I mean, when you leave the prayer, what are you supposed to do? Make it up. And if you have left many prayers in your past life, then what do you do? What's the expiation for that? Repentance. There's no fine that has been specified, no monetary value that has been specified that you have to give it. Right? But what happens is that when people who don't know the religion are told, okay, now you have to give these many thousand dollars, for example, and it turns out to be fifteen thousand dollars, for instance, where is that money going? Where's the money going? To the person who said, you have to give all this money. So this is something very dangerous. Where the ignorant are exploited. The book is misused. The book is changed. 
For what? What's the goal here? To get some money. ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا Allah says, فَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا كَتَبَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ Woe to them for what their hands have written. كَتَبَتْ كَافْتَابَ وَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا يَكْسِبُونَ And woe to them for what they have earned. يَكْسِبُونَ is from كَاسِينَ بَا which is to acquire something, to earn something. So whatever money they have made, whatever benefits they have accumulated, woe to them for that. There will be severe punishment for that. Now, in this verse, what do we see? Those who alter the religion of Allah are criticized. Those who change the book of God to exploit people are criticized. Those who invent things in the religion and attribute that to God are being criticized. And this is something that we have to be careful about also. Never say, oh that is in the Qur'an, unless you are 100% sure. And don't say, oh that is not in the Qur'an. Unless you are 100% sure. Don't make things up. Sometimes what happens is that just to impress somebody or to make them listen to us, we say, oh, Qur'an says that. It's in the Qur'an. So you better listen to me. Where in the Qur'an is it? If we invent something like this, this is lying about Allah. And there's great punishment for this. وَقَالُوا And they say, now an example of their false assumption is given. That... وَقَالُوا They say, لَن تَمَسَّنَ النَّارُ The fire will never touch us. تَمَسَّنَ is from meme seen seen. And mas is touch. So they say, we're never going to go to hell. Hellfire is never going to touch us. Who says this? People from the Bani Israel. إِلَّا except أَيَّامًا days مَعْدُودًا numbered. Ayam is the plural of yawm. And yawm means day. Ma'duda is from adad عَيْن دَالْدَال That which is counted. So in other words, for the wrong that we have done, we're never going to hell. And if we do, it will only be for a few days. And this is the confidence with which many Muslims live today also. They say, oh, you know what, do whatever, it's okay, chill, relax, you're Muslim, you'll be fine. The Bani Israel said the same thing. لَن تَمَسَّنَ النَّارُ إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودًا Allah says, قُلْ Ask them, أَتَّخَذْتُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَهْدًا A did. اِتَّخَذْتُمْ You took. Did you take? And اِتَّخَذْتُمْ is from أَخَذَ Right? أَخَذْنَا أَلِفْ خَاذَال Or Hamza خَاذَال To take. Did you take from Allah a covenant, a promise? Meaning, did Allah promise you that yes, you will never go to hellfire, except only for a few days. Is there any promise like that? If there is a promise like that, then فَلَنْ يُخْلِفَ اللَّهُ وَعْدَ Allah does not go against His promise. لَنْ Never. You see, one is لَا, the other is لَمْ. And لَنْ, لَنْ means never, ever. يُخْلِفَ اللَّهُ يُخْلِفَ خَالَمْفَ خِلَافْ To oppose Allah will never oppose, meaning He will never break, go against His promise. He will fulfill it. But that is if Allah has made that promise with you. And if Allah has not made that promise with you, then what are you doing? أَمْ تَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Or are you saying about Allah something of which you do not know? Are you making these things up in religion? So, you see again over here, what are we being taught? That we must respect the book of Allah. Don't change it. Don't abandon it. Don't invent things in it. Don't hide it. And here, 
that don't invent things in their religion. Bala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bala. Yes. Meaning, you say you will not go to hell except for a few days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates that. No. The reality is that man kasaba sayyi'atan. Whoever earns a sin, kasaba, same root as yaksibun, kafsin ba. Whoever earns a sin, sayyi'a is a sin, and it's from the root letter sin, wa hamza. And basically, sayyi'a is something that upsets or harms a person. Something that upsets or harms a person in this world or in the hereafter. So this is why the word sayyi'a is understood as a sin. So whoever commits a sayyi'a, and then what happens after that? وَأَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ أَحَاطَتْ أَحَاطَتْ is to surround. Hawalta is the root. And ihata is when something surrounds from all sides. So there is no escape. Now what is surrounding this person? Khati'atuhu, his error, his mistake. What is khati'ah? Khati'ah is from khata hamza. And khati'ah is an error, a mistake, that may be deliberate and it may be accidental. Like for example, if a person is driving and they're not giving the required distance between themselves and the car in front of them, and then what happens? The car in front of them suddenly stops and they hit it. So whose fault is it? It's your fault. You should maintain that distance. You should pay attention to the road. You could say that, no, no, but they braked suddenly. What could I do? Well, it doesn't matter. You hit them. You're like, no, but I didn't mean to. But still, you hit them. So it's a khati'ah, it's an error. Now, you see what's happening? A person is committing a sayyi'ah. Something that's going to harm them in this world and the hereafter. And what is that sayyi'ah? Shirk. Associating partners with Allah. That's the worst, worst crime. And it's something that harms a person in this life because a person is filled with fear or he has no hope. He doesn't have the relief that a person who believes in Allah alone has. So there is harm in this world and harm in the hereafter also. So he's committed this sayyi'ah and now what's going to happen? His khati'ah will surround him. What is the khati'ah? The other sins that follow. They surround him. What does it mean? In the hereafter, such a person will have no good deeds. All that he will find are what? Just his sins. Everywhere. Surrounding him. Meaning he will be unable to escape, unable to get out. خَطِيئَتُهُ Then such people, فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ Then such are the inmates of hell. هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And they will abide therein eternally. Another meaning of this verse is that أَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ What this means is that in this life, his sins surround him. What does it mean by that? He gets caught up in sin. That he's not able to get out of it. He's trapped in sin. Because what happens is that one sin definitely leads to another. Definitely. One error leads to another. Has it ever happened that you're doing a really long math problem? And then when you get to your answer, you find out that it was wrong. So then what do you do? 
you go back right that where did i make the mistake and then you see that it started somewhere in the middle or right at the beginning where you added a number wrong or you multiplied it wrong a slight mistake but you see it impacted the final outcome didn't it so one mistake sin definitely leads to another it's a vicious cycle sins literally surround a person it's like you know when a person lies then what happens they have to lie again why do they have to lie in the first place because they did something wrong which they're trying to hide so they did something wrong now they're lying and then they're hiding evidence and then they're cheating so one sin is leading to another to another to another and coming out of that coming out of that is very difficult ahatat bihi khati'atuhu this is why the moment you realize you're going down a slippery road your one mistake is leading to another turn back immediately leave it immediately don't continue because if you continue thinking that yeah yeah you know what i'll fix it later it's not going to get fixed it's going to get worse it's going to get worse you know it's like an avalanche starts with what just a couple rocks or maybe one ball of snow or you know one small thing and then what happens with time it becomes worse this is how sins are they trap you they surround you and it gets very difficult to come out of it you know somebody gave an example of sin that it's like planting a tree that at the beginning how is it very small and very weak you could easily pull it out but if you don't pull it out right away you leave it what happens it becomes bigger stronger the roots are deeper and it gets even more difficult to pull it out you know one of my neighbors has a tree in their yard and it's a big tree and just a few years ago it was a tiny tree and it was growing kind of crooked okay it wasn't growing straight so what happened that they didn't really pay attention to it now after 5 years it's so tall it's kind of crooked and from the inside it's dying because birds love that tree they just love to live in it So they found out how much it would cost to get rid of that tree. You know how much it's costing? $700. $700. And I was thinking a couple years ago when that tree was not even a tree, it was tiny, they could have chopped it off themselves if they wanted. Isn't it? But they didn't. They said maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll be okay. And now it's just a big mess in front of their beautiful house, which is going to cost so much money to get rid of. This is how sins are. It starts small. It starts as something very innocent. It's okay. But then one conversation leads to another conversation. And that conversation leads to a meetup. And that meetup leads to another problem. And then your feelings get involved. And then there's lying. And then there's betraying. And then there's hiding. So much is going on. and then you get trapped you don't know how to get out of it where do i turn how do i get out and then you're like you know what maybe it's safer for me to just stay inside of it no you have to pull the plug you have to you have to go cold turkey because otherwise ahatat bi khati'atuhu and that sin is no longer going to remain one sin many more sins 
فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ Don't justify your sins telling yourself, I'll be fine, I wear the hijab. I'll be fine, I sometimes pray. What you do matters. Your sins matter. فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ They will abide therein eternally. On the other hand, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those people who believe and do righteous deeds. أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ Those are the people of Jannah. أَصْحَاب is a plural of صَاحِب. And who is صَاحِب? A companion. And who is a companion? A close friend. And who is a close friend? Someone who is always with you. And sometimes you're kind of bored of their company. You're like, I want to change. But what happens? Wherever you go, they come and sit right next to you. Like in groups you're sitting with me, in class you're sitting with me, in break you're hanging out with me, when I go to the bathroom you follow me. Right? This is a sahib. Sahib. Okay? Someone who is always with you. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say here? There are some people who will always remain in hell. Their companion will be hell. And there are others who will always remain in paradise. Their companion will be paradise. Ashabul Jannah. Whom fiha khalidun. They will abide therein eternally. If you look at your notes, there is a hadith. Very important hadith. On page number 9. Where the Prophet ﷺ said that, إِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحَقَّرَاتِ الذُّنُوبِ Beware of minor sins. And muhakkarat are those things which are belittled. Things which you say, oh, it's no big deal. It's okay. No big deal. He said, beware of them. Because they gather upon a man until he is destroyed. And the Prophet ﷺ gave an example of this. That imagine a group of people who are traveling. And then they camp somewhere and they want to light some fire. So what happens? Every person, every individual goes around looking for firewood. And each person brings back a piece or two. And then what happens? They collect all of those pieces and with that they can burn a huge fire. Now, what does this mean? A piece of wood on its own seems like nothing. What are you going to do with it? But then when you get one piece from here, another piece from there, another from there, and ten times more, what happens? You have so many of them and they're enough to cause a huge fire. And this is exactly how sins are. A little here, a little there, a little there. But then they trap you. They trap you. And then they get worse. One leads to another and they're enough to destroy a person. billah. We will listen to the recitation of these verses. ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ فَهِيَ كَالْحِجَارَةِ أَوْ أَشَدُّ قَسْوَةً وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارُ وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّفَّقُ فَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْمَاءُ Allah <laughs> 
So two things you have to do. Firstly, make time for reflection every day. As you're spending more time with the Qur'an this month, also make sure you reflect on the verses. And secondly, pay attention to your actions. See if there's anything you're doing that may be trapping you. Subhanakallahum bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.